if you're chasing after a goal, there's something so rewarding when you finally hit that goal, when you finally cross that finish line, whether it's a time goal, a distance goal, there's just something about putting in all the work and then crossing that finish line. Just, it's just so rewarding. Diz Runs Radio, episode 800 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick, before we dive in today... Um, no sponsor, not even going to plug any of my own things. Just want to, uh, take a minute and say, thanks. Uh, thank you for, for listening. Thank you for telling other people about the show. Uh, thanks for engaging on social media and, and all the places. Um, this is kind of a, a unique timing situation, uh, that certainly wasn't planned. Couldn't have planned this if I, if I wanted to, but, uh, the last, the last episode of the year 2019 also happens to be episode 800 and, um, Wow. Wow. Uh, never would have thought five and a half years ago when, uh, I did episode one, uh, that, that episode 800 would be a thing. Uh, not that I had any plans of shutting things down at any point, but just, I mean, shoot, I was worried about episode, you know, one, (laughs) not worried about episode 800. That is for sure. Um, so just, uh, you know, just, just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for, for listening, uh, this year. Uh, thanks for listening for the last five years. Uh, thanks for listening just today as the first time, uh, whatever it is, however long you've been listening to the show. Uh, I appreciate you. Um, I hope you, that you've had a great 2019. Um, and if you're listening to this already into 2020, Hey, it's cool. I hope that you had a great 2019 and uh, I hope that, that the new year is just a great year for you. I hope it's a great year for your running. Uh, I hope it's a great year for your life. I hope it's a great year for your everything in between. Um, and I hope that whatever you've got planned for the new year, um, you'll let me continue to, to be a little part of it. Let me, let me, you know, invade your, your headspace once in a while, talking gibberish, talking nonsense, uh, sharing laughs and stories with the people that I have on the show. Um, and maybe, maybe something that, uh, I say, or more likely something that one of the, the guests say, uh, will be useful to you as you progress in your, uh, you know, your path, your journey, if you will, in this, uh, in this world, in this running world, especially. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. And, uh, now without any further ado, let's go ahead and uh, dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest is a lady that uh, I think a lot of us can probably relate to on one level or another. Uh, she didn't start running. Uh, you know, she, she wasn't like a, a lifetime runner. Hasn't been running since high school or college or anything like that. Uh, kind of came into the sport after, you know, already being a mom and kind of, you know, once she found her way into running though, like a lot of us, uh, it quickly became something that, uh, she was hooked upon and, uh, you know, over the, the ups and downs of life over the past decade or so, and, and having a couple more kids as well, um, running has still been a regular part of, of her life all the way through. Um, which again, I think on, on some level or another, a lot of us can probably relate to a, a lot of that in some form or fashion. Uh, but today's guest has also found that uh, not only does she enjoy running for herself, but she also enjoys really helping other people reach their running goals, uh, which inspired her to also get into uh, the coaching side of the sport, which is, you know, if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know that I always enjoy talking to a fellow running coach and, and uh, talking shop a little bit and, and hopefully learning a few things myself and maybe, you know, sharing something that, that you might uh, be able to benefit from as well. So I think it's safe to say that there will be a, a lot of things that we can talk about. And uh, so without any further ado, it's uh, definitely a pleasure to be able to welcome uh, Miss Kristen Gordon to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us, Kristen. really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Certainly. I've been, been looking forward to this uh, for a little while. We kind of tried to line something up and, you know, schedule's a little bit tough. It's taken a little while, but here we are looking forward to it. Uh, and guys, if you enjoy the conversation today, want to find out more about Kristen, maybe her coaching or just follow along for, for what she's got going on in, in her life as, as she navigates through and, and shares shares some stuff on social media stuff as well. Uh, PeaceLoveAndRunCoaching.com is the website and uh, Peace.Love.NoLimits is the handle on Instagram. So at Peace.Love.NoLimits. Um, and as per usual, I'll have everything linked up in the show notes for today's episode, uh, which you can find at Dizruns.com dot com slash 800 
congratulations, Chris, and you're episode 800. Who would have knew? Who knew that would have ever happened? Um, but it makes it easy to remember, right? Dizruns.com slash 800. Anyway, uh, without any further ado, Chris, and the way we always uh, start off each episode of the show, same simple question. Uh, everybody gets asked it that nobody gets away without, without answering this question. Uh, cause it's just a, a fun place to start and it gives us a lot of, of opportunities of which way to go after we, uh, kind of get through this one. But, uh, it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Well, I'm going to have to say the half marathon. Uh, I say that now, but I, <laughs> I honestly, every time I'm, every time I'm racing, I, I probably change my mind in the race. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't, I guess it's just the distance. It's not too, as a mom, it's not too overtime consuming, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't, uh, it's not too hard to train for without overwhelming everybody. Um, and it's also not too, you know, it's not too much in the race, but then, and again, the last my last half marathon, I think in the race, I said, I'm never doing a half marathon again also at the same time. So, so it's one of those things. I think I change it up every time I'm out there racing. I, I feel like this is my favorite or while I'm doing it, I say, Oh, this is not my favorite. So, so, but I, I'd have to say the half marathon right now. Yeah. It's, it's a, a good, a good distance for sure. And it's certainly a popular answer. Um, when it, whenever I ask that question, because it's, you know, like you said, it, it fits into life pretty, pretty well without feeling, um, like it's, it's, you know, not too much, not, it's kind of like that, that, that perfect middle ground of not too, not too long, not too short. Um, you can race it hard, uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't beat you up too much afterwards. Um, it's just, it's just a pretty, pretty darn good distance. And and you can really, you know, you can run it socially, you can run it hard. Um, you can run it so hard that you say you never want to do this again. And then you you come back for more. I think a lot of us have probably been there at at one point or another, um, at, at, at some point in our running careers. Definitely. So, uh, like I mentioned in the, in the intro, uh, you know, you weren't, you haven't been running, um, you know, since, since high school, middle school, anything like that. You weren't running through college. Um, found your way into it after, you know, kind of into adulthood and kids and and the whole nine yards. Um, but how did you, how did you specifically kind of get it? Like what, what led you to the sport at that point in your life? Um, I've, I, I first started running after I have four kids. I first started running after the first two, um, to be completely honest, it was, I had just lost a lot of weight and it was, I picked it up during the weight, weight, weight loss. Um, and I started to, it went from just part of my exercise routine to, Oh, I actually like this. And I lived out in Washington at the time and started to train for a half marathon out there. Uh, that was, was going to be my first race ever. Mm-hmm. I met a fellow runner there, my first running partner, and somehow she talked me into switching over. So my first race ever was actually a full marathon. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One thing led to another one, one six mile run turned into my longest uh, nine mile run. And that was it. Um, and I wish I could say I was hooked from that point on. And I, I did love it. Um, I really did. Um, and I, I just actually, I had surgery a couple days after that first marathon and there was a big gap and I actually didn't really run again for a few years. Wow. Uh, there was a really large gap and I didn't pick up running again until almost, oh, almost three years later. Wow. So after, yeah. So there was a large gap between my very first race, but, um, so then after my third child was born, I was like, I really missed that. Mm-hmm. And it was a long, another long process to slowly build back up, but I just, had to build back up and find it again. Right. And there it was, it, it was there. <laughs> it's there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, going back to, to the idea of fir- the first race being a marathon is something that, um, you know, talk about, talk about going right into the deep end and, and not, uh, not messing around. What was that? I, yeah, mean, I had no idea. I was, I was exactly what I was going to ask. <laughs> Did you have any idea what you were getting yourself into? No, but to be honest, I, I did go in prepared. I mean, I, I had a training plan when I was training for the half marathon. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't going into that blind. But um, and then the girl that I was, you know, running with for when I went, she ha- was familiar with mm-hmm. the marathon. You know, she had already run some marathons before. So when she suckered me into training for the full, she she prepared me and we weren't um we weren't under trained, but I will tell you those last six miles, I, I probably cried through most of them. <laughs> yeah. 
So <laughs> it was definitely, I mean, I never raced before. I'd never mm. done a 5K. I'd never even been to a race before. So it was a definitely a rude awakening, even though I was well-trained. So. Yeah, that's that's something that I think that it's it's easy to forget, especially when you've been running and racing for a long a long time enough to where it's kind of like you know when when you get asked the question of how many races you've run and you're like I I don't even know like when you, when you get to that point uh, you forget what those first few races are like and and how kind of overwhelming it can be and especially for a, a, a longer distance race where like you said you probably hadn't run beyond. 19, 20, 21 miles, something like that. So you got a lot of uncharted territory for the first race and, and the excitement and, and all of, all of the emotions that, that come with it. Um, it's, it's one of those experiences that at least for, for me, um, never, never forget it, but it's easy to kind of forget it all at the same time. You know, if you're not really thinking about what that first experience was like. Yeah. Oh yeah. I understand that. So when, when you, uh, you know, after that, that first race did, did, you know, like you said, you were, you were prepared going into it, but it was still difficult. It was still, you know, a lot, a lot of tears over the last, the last 10 K of it. Um, overall good experience, bad. I mean, you know, obviously you had a, a large gap before the next race, but doesn't sound like that was necessarily because you hated the, the experience. Was it, was it a good, a good day? Yeah. yeah I don't think it, I, it was good. I, it was only the last six miles that I, really struggled with. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I think it was good experience. I really, I mean, it was finished in like about, I'd say around four and a half hours. It was a good experience. I didn't hate it. And I didn't finish thinking I'll never do this again. Mm -hmm. I definitely didn't. Um, like I said, I had, I had a surgery a couple of days later that I knew was coming up and then a series of life events that just derailed me from running all over again. And, and, but so yeah, it wasn't that the marathon itself, took me out of wanting to run mm -hmm. again. So it was not a bad experience, but good, good, good. Yeah. When, when, you know, fast forward to when you have the third, the third child and you're starting to get back into it, like you said, it was, it was still there, but it was, it, it, uh, you know, obviously three years off of, of running, it's not going to be quite the same yep. as, as it was. Um, was, was, was that difficult to kind of get back into it or, you know, cause it's one thing, maybe even in hindsight to kind of know that, yeah, I like I take enough time off. Like it's going to be kind of, you know, you have to work back into it a little bit, um, but but still being fairly new to the sport and, and you know just building up to the first marathon, three years off, coming back into it, was it was it frustrating to to definitely. feel how much you lost and whatnot? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I did uh, walk walk um, walk run intervals, and actually my husband decided he was going to go ahead and get into it with me, and he hadn't he had never been a runner either. Um, so and he it clicked for him like way faster than me. Of course, I'm just coming off of having my third C-section and he's just coming off of being dad. So he's, it clicked for him way quicker. And of course, so that was even more frustration there that, you know, I'm, Hey, I wanted to do this and you're out there beating me at everything for a while. It took a while. It definitely was a slow build that time. Yeah. But after, after that kind of stay pretty much stuck with it since then, uh, you know, obviously oh, yeah. ups and downs yep. and whatnot, but basically stuck with it. Yep. Yep. Been pretty consistent since then. That was, he was born, uh, end of 2013. So as soon as I could was cleared, I've mm -hmm. been pretty consistent from, from then on. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, uh, you know, certainly I feel like as a coach and I'm sure probably you do as well, I don't want to speak for you, but, um, that consistency piece, pretty, pretty important to, to maintain and, and obviously continue to, to build. Um, and I know that, uh, somewhere along the line, um, I think it was fairly recently, but you know, my, my timeline might be a little bit off, um, you know, progress to the point of, of qualifying for Boston, which congratulations on that. It's, it's obviously a, a big thing. Um, what was, you know, when did, when did that kind of goal, that kind of ambition come on, come on your radar? Um, that was actually my, my last baby. She was born in 2017. Yeah. May, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she, uh, after I had her, the comeback again, I, I had another C-section for her. So she was my fourth baby for C-section. Um, I was having trouble getting back in again. I was just, um, it just wasn't clicking. It was mm -hmm. getting frustrating again. I was like to the point where I was telling my husband, Oh, I'm just, I don't think it's coming back this time. It's just not clicking and not clicking, not clicking. Finally, one day you just went out there and that magic happens where you just go out there and the run just, it's there. It's beautiful mm -hmm. again. All of a sudden it's there. And I don't know, it's something that day, it just popped into my head. 
that maybe in a far out cry, maybe I could do that. Could I do that? Is that even possible for me? Um, and that's, that's the day I just started, started looking for a coach. I was like, if it is, it's, I need someone to help me. I need pushed mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and that was the day I like literally I started searching that day for coaches locally online, anything I could find and did my, started doing my research. And I think before, it was by Chris or yeah, by Christmas time I had lined up someone to start working with. So, and then, you know, continue to, to make progress for it. And, 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 um, was it, was it a process where things went pretty smoothly to get to that BQ or were there some, some close calls, some, some heartbreak misses or, or how did, how did it play out? Actually, I got pretty lucky. I started, I worked with only, I had one goal race in mind. We worked up from, I started working with that coach. I think in, I was, I started talking to the coach in December and I began working with him that following the beginning of the following year, 2018. Mm-hmm. My race was, uh, that September in 2018 and that was my goal race. And, uh, I just worked my butt off for that whole year. And I got my BQ at that race, although I was having a, panic attack because the weather wasn't looking too hot oh. the night before. <laughs> um, and I got it with a pretty good buffer. And so that was great. It was actually my best race ever. Um, mm. by f- just everything, the execution though, I followed by plan for once. Like I stuck to the plan. I didn't go out too fast. I didn't, you know, it was just one of those days where everything seemed to fall into place. I've yet to have that happen again, <laughs> again, but it's just one of those magical days where everything seemed to line up. It felt effortless kind of, it was just a beautiful day. And so, yeah. You got to take those days whenever they, they present it, themselves because yeah, it's, it's, yeah. everything has to line up and it doesn't, not always, not always the case. So, yeah. uh, qualified in 2018. Did you, did you run Boston last year? Yes, I or did. This, or this, I guess this yeah, year, this as, year as, as we're talking, year. Yeah, yep. yeah, this this past yep. Boston. Um, obviously, sure people that, that paid attention to to Boston, which is probably most of the folks listening, um, remember that Boston 2019 wasn't exactly the uh, the smoothest weather day. Um, although I, I think you can make an argument that it might have been better than than Boston 2018. Um, but yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> tomato tomato, I guess for those of us that weren't there. But um, what was what was running the Boston Marathon like for you? It was, it was amazing. It was definitely, I've never even been to Boston. So the whole experience was surreal. Um, the, I just being there was, I was just so glad to be there. Uh, I had really no, I did have a goal in mind, but it was, I had a goal in mind, but in reality, I just wanted to soak it all in at the same time. So I was happy either way for me, the weather, I, we, I lucked out. I think it was with my start time because it was pouring and pour like until, I got to the village and then it cleared up and what got me actually was that the weather turned mm. and by the time I started running, it was hot and humid and I trained all through the winter here right. in Pennsylvania. So I was not prepared for humidity at all and that's what got to me. So I didn't have a good race, but I enjoyed the experience and being in Boston and the crowds are just un- unreal, the support there and it was it was a great experience. I loved it any, uh, ambition of, of, you know, aiming to maybe do it again at some point? I was, I was qualified to go back next year. Um, it's just not a good time for me right now. So I didn't, um, go ahead and register to go next mm-hmm. year, but I, I feel like I'd probably go back and do it again. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would do it. Like you said, kind of going back to, to the weather this year and having it turn to be hot and humid, which is, you know, certainly, um, you know, training somewhere up north and through the winter months. And if you have a warm day for those spring races, man, that's, that's just no way to be prepared for something like that. Um, we can talk about it from the coaching perspective, maybe in, in a bit, but I'd love it from the running perspective. Cause I know for myself and I don't ever want to put words in somebody's mouth in somebody else's mouth. Um, but I know for me, sometimes it's easy to go, there's, there's coach me and then there's runner me. And sometimes, you know, like, like my, my coaching advice is not always the same thing I do when it's, when I, when it's runner me. Um, so, yep. so was that, was that a tough pill to swallow? Was it, was it, uh, you know, take from, from runner Kristen having the weather kind of change and be hot and humid and, and not at all really conducive to what you were prepared for. Um, how did that impact you on, on the day of the race? Well, my, my coach was actually there and I met with her the day before and she, she was worried the same for me cause she's from Florida. So she was prepared for that. And so she was kind of prepping me mentally and with, you know, salt and all, uh, you know, the nine mm-hmm. yards on that aspect. And we were kind of preparing for that. 
Um, but then between between that and the fact that I I did let the crowds and the beginning downhill get to me, and I kind of I did go. I went out too fast too. You know, there was right. a lot of things I did wrong <laughs> in the execution as well as the heat. So a combination of things got to me. So I, I honestly I I couldn't be mad at myself because I the whole cra- it was just. I was just too overwhelmed with like joy just being there that I couldn't have, I was not upset with myself at all with the whole experience. So, but. well, that's, and that's, you know, I, at the end of the day, obviously that's the, the important thing is that, you know, you, you take what you can and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, like you had when, when everything fell into place, sometimes nothing seems to fall into place, whether it's from the weather, the execution, the, the excitement. I mean, obviously it's a big race and it's, 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 you know, I've heard, I certainly haven't been there, been there yet, but hopefully one of these, one of these days, you know, get, uh, you know, the old, the old joke, get 20 years older and, and 30 minutes faster and, and the, the, the lines start to line up and you might, might be able to qualify. Um, but, uh, I've, I've heard that even, even if you're going to be good to stick into your plan, if you get, you know, in the wave with all those people and they start to move, you kind of have no choice, but to go the speed of the crowd. And if that's a little bit too fast, then that, you know, kind of can, can get into trouble right off, right off the bat. And then, you know, from there, as, as you know, both from the running side and the coaching side, once you get behind that eight ball, man, it's, it's tough to dig yourself out of that one. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so maybe, you know, kind of while we're, while we're on that subject, like I said, we'll we'll talk about it from the coaching side of things versus, versus the running side of things. So, um, obviously having your coach there probably was, was a, a nice, uh, I don't know if comfort blanket is the right way of saying it, but you know, nice, a nice way to, to, get your mind right and have somebody that you can rely on that you trust that kind of knows, uh, get, get into your head or help maybe help you get out of your own head. Um, but, but when you're in that coaching position, uh, and, and something like the weather comes into, into, you know, into, into, uh, becomes a factor that, that you wasn't, wasn't something you could really prepare for. Um, how do you handle that with, with the athletes that you work with to help keep them from completely, um, derailing themselves before the race even starts because of, of weather changes? Well, I, I usually use my own mistakes. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I, t- <laughs> I tend to see like, so I'll tend to overreact, you know, preliminary. I mean, you know, the weather is the weather. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not even going to be right. So I, you know, I try to calm the people down, you know, first of all, it, it might be wrong. It might be right. completely wrong. And we might go into tomorrow and it could be perfect. It could be crystal clear, or you might get a perfect magical window where this isn't going to happen. So Weather's the one of the uncontrollables, and when we go into a race, we can only control what we can control. So, uh, you know, I just try to talk about controlling, you know, focusing on the controllables of your of your race, and that's really that's where this, you know, you have to take the stress off of yourself. You can't control the weather, so you know, adjust your plan. If it's gonna, you know, you've got a headwinds, you're gonna have to adjust. I mean, you can't you can't run you can't run the same pace running into a 20 mile per hour headwind that as you were planning to run race, you know, or, or the 90% humidity. If these are things we have to plan to adjust for the, in, in, um, so we just make adjustments if, if needed, but also try not to get too overworked on the weather because it is very predictable and it could, it could be different. It could be clear. It could be perfect. It could not be, it could be worse. So we just want to try to focus on what we can control and those aspects of the race that we can, you know, but also be flexible right. and be, have our B plans or our C goals. You know, if, if the weather really is like this tomorrow, what is our next goal mm-hmm. or what is our next plan? So, yeah, having, having those kind of contingency plans in place so that, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully you don't need them, but if you do, at least, at least you have a plan yeah. as opposed yeah. to all of a sudden now you're flying by the seat of your pants because yeah. Yeah. something happened exactly. that you weren't that you hoped wouldn't happen, but there was a chance that it was going to. Yeah. How did you, uh, get into coaching Kristen? Was that something that, uh, had been on the radar for a while or, or, you know, what kind of led you down that, that side of the, the sport? It honestly, it just kind of came up when, with my experience working with my first coach there. Um, I had a, well, I had a good and then also a bad experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had both sides of, you know, with, what a great coach was and what a not so great coach was. And, um, I, I just love that. I obviously I love running and I've been loving running for quite some time and I didn't realize, I really guess I didn't realize the benefits of having a coach until I actually got one myself and realized how, I mean, I, 
the improvements I've seen in myself just by working with someone. And I still work with someone when I'm training for something, even though I could do it, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, it's totally different. Even like you said, runner me and coach me would tell myself totally different. <laughs> I tell myself something so different than I would tell an athlete because it's just, you know, how it works. So, um, I just started to realize I would like to do this. I started helping my husband and then I was helping friends and I'm like, I really, I'm passionate about this. And so I sought out the RRCA programs and there's really not a lot near where I live. So we end up, by the time I f- got pulled on a list, I had to, we took a eight hour family vacation mm-hmm. last summer so I could go to a class to, but Hey, we made a trip out of it. But, um, so yeah, I mean, I've only, I just got that last summer, so I haven't been doing this too long, but it's, um, it's definitely something I'm passionate about. And I just want to see other people. I mean, there's my kids are starting. Some of my kids are starting to get into running now too. And it's just so cool to see. And it's something that I would have never imagined myself even getting into. If you had told, had told me in high school, I'd be a runner one day. I feel like you're crazy. <laughs> so it's just kind of, it's, it's a great to see someone pick up something and, and fall in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. And, and I'm right there with you with the, the whole, um, you know, 20 years ago to, to think it, there was, there was zero chance that I'd be doing anything remotely what I'm doing now, <laughs> anything remotely re- involving running. There was, there was a 0% chance and, and, uh, you know, funny how that, that shakes out. But you mentioned in there that, you know, you, you really saw some of the benefits of, of working with a coach. Um, could you elaborate on that a little bit? What, what were some of those, those benefits that you saw that, that hopefully, um, you know, you're able to, to impart on some of the athletes you work with. Hopefully I'm able to import on the athletes I work with, but you know, what, what was kind of those, those things that you really made a difference for you from figuring out on your own versus having, you know, having somebody help you along the way. I think it's uh, ranges for everybody, but some of the things like accountability, some people just need the accountability. Um, some people need the extra push. I don't think I was pushing myself to go maybe as fast as, hmm. I was capable of, or as far as I was capable of, and maybe just, maybe you don't, some people may like me, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe I was capable of certain things, certain distances, certain speeds. I was like one of my, my second, my, uh, second coach, I was like, there's, there's no way, there's no way I should put things on my schedule. And I would, there's no way I could do that. There's no way. And I would go, go to the track and and I'd get it done. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that, you know, Sometimes we doubt our own abilities, um, maybe just because we're out of fear or fear of failure or fear, just literally, we just aren't sure we could do it. And some other people that have, you know, the knowledge can, that can look at it from the outside are able to see, you know, no, you're actually, you are capable of that or just that extra push, you know, or just, and, and also some people just, it's easier for someone else maybe to put that progressive plan into play than others that don't have the the background to show, you know, how to do that. How do you, how do you progress me from here, from A to B or from, from zero to train, you know, 26.2. And so, yeah. And and I think that, that, you know, for, for me, um, I feel like sometimes the, the, biggest thing that, that I can deliver to folks. And, and maybe this is something that you've experienced as well. It just takes the guesswork out of it. Instead of going, should I do this or that? It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, the coach said to do this. Yeah. So that's what you, is what you do. And, and, yep. and it, it, it eliminates that, that hurdle of, am I doing it right? Because probably right. in, in a lot of cases, either or is probably fine, but you just got to pick one and go with it. And so having somebody else to do that for you can really take that pressure off of you to figure it out for yourself. I definitely agree with that as well. And so, especially for like, you know, the busy people like me and, you know, moms and dads who are trying to fit that in. That's another thing that takes it off your schedule. You don't have mm-hmm. to worry about your, you know, someone's planning it for you. You just have to run it, get out and do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I know that sometimes, um, that that's my biggest hurdle, not so much with the running, but maybe the strength training side of things is like, like I know all the different exercises and, and different things that I can do and should do. Um, but you know, I've, I've found for myself that just pulling up like a workout on YouTube or a workout on Peloton or just any kind of random, you know, online thing where somebody's barking out what to do, as opposed to me, like taking the time to figure out like what exercises should I do today and what weights and what sets and what like makes, makes the world a difference. So it's, it's, it's funny how just taking that decision-making process away makes 
for me makes my strength training so much so more easy. Yeah. yeah it just it gets done now as opposed to before when it was like oh i don't know what to do today and then pretty soon you're like ah well i don't have time anyway so whatever and, and it just oh, makes it so much easier yep. i yep so in the in the a little over a, a year that that you've been coaching now um What's been what's been one of the most uh, rewarding things for you as a coach? Because I, I, you know, I'll, I'll kind of try to fill the air for a second so you can think for a minute. But um, I feel like there's there's been dozens of things that that uh, instances where you know different folks that I've worked with over the years that have have hit this goal or this that or the other. Um, but curious, kind of what what stands out for you so far from your your coaching career? Something that's like wow, this this is why I do this. This is why I, I love helping people. Oh, there's. There's two that popped right in my head. Uh, well, I just, I got, um, one of my very first clients actually, she, I got her through actually to her first half and her first full marathon. And she's, I, she, I love her to death. She's great. She, it was just incredible to get her through that. Cause during both of the training, she had a lot going on, a lot mm-hmm. of family things pop up and she just, she never backed down and she just kept at it and we adjusted and we kept trudging through and, she finished both of those and she ran the New York city marathon as it just recently and she finished it. And I'm just, it was so proud of her mm-hmm. that it was really amazing. Went from, I mean, I think before we started working together, the most she had ever run was five, maybe five miles total. Yeah. So it was pretty awesome. That's, that is awesome. It's, it's, uh, again, I know, I know for me and, and I'm curious for you, Kristen, uh, I feel like I get more, excited, um, about what my athletes are doing than I do about myself anymore. Um, like, yeah. like I still have my, my running goals, but I, I feel like my, my goals are kind of secondary to, um, right. what I'm able yeah. to help my, my clients hopefully achieve. Um, sounds like you've, you found a similar type of situation for yourself. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's It's so exciting. It's rewarding. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, how has how has going through the, the process of, of getting certified and, and um, working with with other runners? I, I know that you said you you work with a coach uh, yourself, but how has that improved your running? Has it improved? Have you noticed any difference in, in how you approach the sport or how you approach your training um, based on what you've learned as a coach so far? Um, yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I think I take. I've taken a lot of things I learn and incorporate them like just a lot of the other background things, like all the maintenance tools mm-hmm. that we should be doing, you know, strength training and foam rolling and stretching thing. The things that I knew I should be doing before, but I wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all those little things you ignore. Um, there are things that I obviously, now that I'm preaching them more, I definitely am practicing, um, yeah, just those little things. Um, you know, and I guess I still work with, I mean, right now I'm not actually working with anybody cause I'm not training for anything at the moment, but, um, I definitely use, I would say that I, I've, that's the main things I've like taken from that and incorporated into my own things. But I, I do right now I've been writing like little mini strengths, for, um, I'm sorry, not strength speed sessions for mm. myself just to keep up at it right now. And, but so I use, I use my own tools on myself too. So Good, good. That's, I, I feel like that's, um, something that, that can be overlooked is, is, you know, we learn these things to help other folks. And, and obviously we, hopefully at least as, as coaches, we're learning from each person that we're working with as well. Um, but there's nothing wrong with using some of that knowledge and some of that insight on yourself and, and maybe even you using yourself as a little bit of a, of a Guinea pig for trying out some different things or, um, you know, whether it's, it's different workouts or different progressions or things like that. Um, and then maybe incorporating those into the, the, um, into the routines, into the plans for the people that you're working with. Um, kind of shifting gears slightly, but you kind of brought up the, the topic of some of the little things and taking care of some of the things beyond just, just the running. Um, and one thing that I, I know is, is kind of important to you besides just the running is, is the strength training component and, and lifting and, and being stronger, um, from, from resistance training. Um, where, where did that, is that something that's, that's always been a part of your, your repertoire or something that has been important to you or, or where, when did that kind of come onto the scene? Um, I started like regularly strength training last, probably about a year ago, last around this time last year, but nothing like nothing as heavy as I have been now. Um, then when I was started training for, I started ultra training 
I started um, after in May this year. I started training for the 50 miler that I did not do because of the stress fracture mm-hmm. <laughs> that we didn't get to yet. But um, so when I was doing working with my coach for that, she had be doing actually a little. She had she was writing my strength as well. So it was a lot of uh, heavier stuff, and I kind of got into it more then. And when I was injured is when I started getting more into even more into the lifting. And so it's kind of stuck with me. So I've been focusing on strength a lot more recently. It just kind of progressed. It's definitely progressed. So it's been about a year, but it's, it's been progressively building and it's, I definitely feel like it's made a huge improvement and, uh, my leg strength is, I can definitely tell the difference when I'm running the, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, and you always hear that strength is good for runners and it's something we should be doing. So I can tell you, it definitely works. <laughs> good, good. Um, and since you brought up the stress factor, yeah, we had, hadn't gotten to that yet. And that was certainly on the, on the list. Um, <laughs> I, I, no, no, it's, 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 it, I love when, when something like that just kind of gets teed up and I don't have to like veer, <laughs> veer into it too far. Um, so, so you training up for, for, a, a, an ultra a longer distance race, um, and then you come up injured. Uh, how, how did, I, I think all of us can, um, either we can relate from firsthand experience or we can kind of relate from the, oh gosh, like that would be like my, almost my worst, at least running fear come true would be some type of injury that, that keeps me out of, out of running for a while. Um, for, for lack of a better way of asking what's probably a somewhat sensitive question. Um, how did, how did the, the stress fracture, the injury, the, the process of going through that and, and, um, allowing your body to heal. Um, how, how did that go? I mean, I, assuming it wasn't an easy process, but, uh, you know, how, how did you kind of handle that, that hand that you were dealt? Um, well, it, it came at a not great time for me. I was going through some other, I was going through some mental stuff as, as it was. Mm-hmm. So I was already in like kind of a lower spot, not, because of the running injury. So then the running injury on top of that, not too great. So, and so I was actually got to a point where I wasn't even allowed to do any cardio at all. Hmm. I was restricted to completely, um, I was non weight bearing on that foot completely. So I was allowed to lift weights as long as I didn't put any weight on that foot. Hmm. So that's where I was going doing as much lifting as I could. Just literally, I was hopping around on one foot doing what I could in the gym with or actually I was still working out from home at that point, Mm -hmm. but so it was very hard. Um, and I can't say it was a hundred percent not running, but definitely not being able to run during that time was had a major impact because of, you know, um, it was my one outlet at that point in time and it was taken away. So it was very hard. And that was my first, to be honest, that was my first major injury. I've had maybe setbacks that maybe take me out of running for like a week, I think at the most up until that point. And, besides being out for pregnancy, you know, related things. But other than that, that was my first major injury. So it was, it was tough. I won't lie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are are you at this point healed up and and good to go or or where are we at in the, in the process? (laughs) Well, uh, my foot is healed up technically this right foot is healed, but there is worry that my left foot might Uh also have a stress fracture now. Um, we found out through all this that my vitamin D levels are extremely low. Um, like I'm on actually on a hospital like level prescription of vitamin D, which we didn't wow. find out until somewhere after my stress fracture was almost all the way healed. My other doctor was testing some things and I found out how low it was. So long story short, female athlete triad pretty mm-hmm. much catching up to me. Um, uh, effects of former, not great. I mean, I've been doing much better in other aspects, but, uh, it's all catching up to me now. And so I feel that I'm having all the same symptoms in the left foot. So I've been running very little mm-hmm. and I get, cause it'll be there and then it won't be there and it'll be there and it won't be there. So I'm a little worried that it's coming the same thing. So I'm not too sure yet. I have to make another appointment and follow up on that one. <laughs> so we're not really in the clear yet. I'm right. kind of, playing this all by ear right now. And if, if you're anything like, like me, um, I would be in no rush to make that appointment. Like, even though, even though I know it would be good for me, it's like, you know what, if we just yeah, keep that's... putting this thing off, maybe, maybe it'll disappear somehow. 
<laughs> yeah, what I yeah, that's what I keep doing. I just keep doing like a, just I'm like I'm okay with just doing a couple miles and sticking with the weightlifting. So that's what I right now. I'm just like okay, I'll just do a couple miles today and then take a couple days off. And it's not it's not the same level, but it it'll be a, a, a weird feeling that feels a lot very similar to the start of the other one. And so I'm just a little weary. And with my vitamin D level so low still, I'm on a three-month treatment plan for that. I just want to watch because I know I'm very li- um, obviously liable for more fresh, uh, you know, I can't think of the word right now, but with my levels so low, I'm right. could you have more fractures or anything like, you know, come easily. So right, right. I'm just well, hopefully, watching. <laughs> hopefully that uh, doesn't, it doesn't go down that road or at least, um, you catch it early, you know, and kind of be, be smart, be a little bit, uh, proactive with, with pulling back and not just trying to power through it and, and go that whole no pain, no gain route, which, which only typically makes the situation (laughs) worse. Yes. Yes. (laughs) No, we're definitely being proactive here. Good, good. Um, you know, speaking of, of having a stress fracture, having that, that derail, obviously derail the goals and, and kind of, you know, really, um, just, just the struggle of being injured and not able to run and had and losing that outlet for a while. Um, again, kind of talking about it from the, the running side of things versus or the runner, runner, Kristen versus, versus coach Kristen. Um, how, how has that experience? Um, and I mean, the experience that you're still going through with it, um, maybe shaped you as, as a coach or, or, you know, hopefully it's something where you don't have to have athletes that you're coaching and working with that, that have, similar type of injuries or other type of injuries that, that keep them out for a while. Um, but, but I guess what I'm trying to ask is have you picked up or, or maybe at least starting to, to pick up maybe some lessons or some examples or things like that, that you can then share with your athletes going forward from this kind of obviously not good situation that you've been in for the last several months. Um, for sure. I definitely learned through this. Like I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I absolutely love running and I've passed so passionate about it, but it has been, one, it's been like my number one and I've been like, a, oh, it's all or nothing. And through this experience, I've kind of learned it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Running can still be my my biggest passion, but I can still have like like lifting. Like I can let that be an outlet for me too, which it has become through all this because it's been like right now I still have to keep the running kind of minimal. So it's really been my bigger weight lift, uh, my bigger exercise form of exercise right now. So it has been my stress relief and it's kind of taken form of, you know, that where that where our running was, um, you know, that outlet for me, it's kind of shifted. Um, so that's another thing I've learned, you know, so as a coach, I can learn if, you know, for my athletes who are going into things or if they go into run into an injury that we can find other ways to shift, you know, if that's an issue. Um, also to, to be well-rounded, but I, we want to be well-rounded anyway, yoga or, you know, other strength classes, there's all kinds of things like that we can do besides running to just keep ourselves well-rounded and have other options should something come up. Cause not every injury is going to take you out where you can't do anything. Right. Like I, you know, I would have could have swam. That was not an option for me, but, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, can't think what else I was going to just say, um, well, I, I think that that you're you're right, and you're hitting on something that I feel like I've I've tried to to stress before. But I always love one of the reasons I love having other running coaches on is that you know sometimes it's a different voice or it's a different way of saying the same thing, and maybe it, it, there's that one person that me rambling on about the same thing doesn't click for. But but you saying it in in your way, maybe it, it does. Kind of the light bulb goes on that that yes, running. You know, obviously, if, if you listen to this show you're probably into, into running pretty, pretty good. It's something that you enjoy doing, um, mental, physical, spiritual, whatever, whatever your, your, your avenue is, or your, your reason for, for getting out there on a regular basis is it's important to you. Um, but, but I love what you said there that it, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be your only thing. And, and in fact, it's probably good that if it's not, it's probably good to have some cross training, some strength training, some yoga, some, you know, taking care of the little things that I've talked about endlessly. And you've mentioned a couple times as well. Um, it's, it's so important to be well-rounded because not that it hundred percent prevents some various injuries and things like that, but boy, does it reduce the the likelihood of having some type of injury that then keeps you out for, you know, so many people it's like, Oh, I, I, I don't want to miss a run to do something else, but like, how about miss six months of running because you didn't do something else? Like that's, that's a much worse situation as you know, sadly as, as you're kind of experiencing right now. 
Right. And I think that I, I mean, I partially to blame. I, I, I didn't realize I was overdoing it. I had been over, I've been going hard since, since I got back after my, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't that long, but my, she's two and a half now. So when I, I got back to running with that goal to Boston qualify. And I mean, I didn't, there was no downtime. So from that point of I'm going to qualify for Boston, it was up to that qualifying. And then it was to run a PR at Boston, which I didn't end up doing. And then it was, then I PR'd at a half and then it was right into 50 mile training and I, there was no breaks. I mean, yeah, a little bit of a break after each race, but it was just hard, 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 hard. And I never, this I ended up realizing I think mentally and physically I did need a break, even though you never really think you want to because running it, because you make running your number one and you don't realize that even though you actually might actually need a little break. And so I, I have realized a lot and it is something that you'll be able to, I'll be able to pass on to. And I'll, it's something I think that it will help me maybe to see in an athlete that I'll have, I'll be able to maybe see those signs that they are overdoing it or, or exhausting themselves or getting to that point where they might be hitting mental fatigue. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not physical fatigue, but are they getting you reaching that mental burnout point or so I'm hoping that will help me at least help someone else by going through this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that, that we all struggle with. And and again, you know, if if I put my, my coach hat on, it's like easy to say, yeah, take, take, take 10 days off after a race, take two weeks, take a week, take, take whatever, take as much time, take more time than you think you need just to give your, your, like you said, your mind a break, your body a break, give everything just a little bit of a break and it'll come back stronger. Um, but then I put runner hat on and it's like, Man, I, I sometimes it's hard to follow my own advice, and and uh, yeah. thankful I'm, I'm thankful for 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 the show, and I'm thankful for the the people that um, have kind of connected with me and followed me over the years because of the show, because because I feel like I, I have to kind of live up to the things that I say, like it, it keeps me in check of of I have to wait till I'm pain free plus three um, instead of just racing back into into running again because I've talked about it so many times, like I can't be I, I'm I'm hypocritical enough uh, without going out of my way to be a hypocrite on something like that, but, but yeah, I mean it's it's just it's tough because it's running is, is, you know, whether for, I think for most of us, certainly for, for myself, uh, the, the folks listening, um, I think it's safe to say for you, like none of us put a, put food on our table because of our running success, right. our, you know, our finishing times is, is not what, what pays the bills. Um, but boy, it's still something that we really love to do. And, and that idea of taking a few days off is, is a tough pill to swallow, but sometimes, you know, just like, yeah. just like any good vitamin, you know, it might not be the easiest thing to swallow, but man, it's sometimes it's the best thing for you. Um, and if you can have that, that big picture, it really does, does make a difference. Um, as, as we're getting kind of close to, to starting to pull this, this ship into Harbor here, Kristen, um, I'd love to, to ask one, at least one other, uh, kind of strength training ish related question. Um, I know you've gotten into strength training a lot more, uh, kind of out of necessity of, of late. Um, but strength training is something that, that I have talked about with other folks before, certainly talked about it myself a uh, bunch of times as well. Um, but, you know, for those those that are listening that um, are still, for one reason or another, struggling to make strength training a regular part of their, their routine, um, what, what are maybe a couple of, of suggestions of, of good. And I know this is like, it's like a terrible question because there's a thousand good answers and, mm-hmm. and I'm asking for a couple of them. Um, but, but what are from, from your experience, your perspective, a couple of, of good strength training exercises that, that runners would be really well served to add into their routine. That's not only going to, you know, be something that's good for them physically from the strength training perspective, but also for those that are, are struggling to, to incorporate it, say, Hey, you do these exercises, it's going to help your running as well, which is, you know, apparently something that's, that's so important to you that you can't make time for strength training, make time for strength training. is going to make your running better. What are, what are a couple of good exercises that, uh, that we should do as runners to, to help improve our, our running, uh, performance, uh, as well as hopefully make us a little bit more healthier and resilient to injuries along the way. Oh man. Um, well definitely anything working on strengthening your core, because as you know, having a strong core is definitely a plus for running. So just things like, you know, you could do planks, um, or just, uh, bicycles, things like, you know, your basic Mm -hmm. core work. Right. Um, or I would lunges for your legs, work on your legs, uh, bridges, for your glutes, working on those glutes, um, and your hips. I feel like me glutes and hips seem to be like my, I don't know your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing to target. I don't, I don't, it, it, if you know where your weaknesses are, 
and you want to work to target and strengthen those. For me, my hips and my glutes are a weakness. So I like to do things like get those. I use the bands a lot Mm -hmm. and do um, like uh, bridges and, uh, oh my goodness, abductors and uh, clamshells. Right. And things like that. Um, Lunges are good. Squats. Yeah, there's like I said, there's there's a thousand different uh, good exercises to ask, and I know it's kind of a, like when when you have a, an abundance of choice, it's almost <laughs> hard to it, it's almost a harder question to ask than when there's like one or two things. But but one thing I'm hearing, and I, I would love to to maybe help hope that you'll echo. But if not, feel free to disagree with me. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. Um, but pretty much all of those exercises that you mentioned, like you said, you can do them with with bands. You can do them with with no external weights you can do it with body weight so you know i know know that one of those objections or or, um obstacles that people cite for not wanting to strength train is like i don't have time to go to the gym i don't have it i don't want to buy a gym membership or whatever um you know am i am i wrong in in saying and i hope i'm not because i feel like i've said this enough times that you you can do all this stuff at home like you don't have to to go to the gym you don't have to invest in a bunch of expensive equipment to get good quality strength training that's going to benefit you as a runner Oh yeah. I, I literally just started going to the gym last month and I, otherwise I've been working, doing all my strength from home with some bands. And I mean, heck, if you really want weights, you can get some couple dumbbells from Walmart even, Mm -hmm. but really body weight, body weight, strength training, put, you know, pushups, planks, things like that. You don't need body weight. Those bands are a couple bucks to get some of those, you know, bands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't need to have a gym membership. You don't need to have a, any big setup or anything at all, really. Yep. Yep. And it's, you know, you, you can, the more, the more, I always say that the more things you have, the more tools that are in your, in your arsenal, the more variety you can include. But mm-hmm. at the, at the end of the day, um, you know, you can, you can more than get by with the, the basic squats, lunges, planks, bridges, hip extensions, clamshells, like all of those types of things that, you know, you don't need anything fancy to do. And boy, are they, are they beneficial when all is said and done? Mm-hmm. So uh, as as we're getting to uh, to that point here, Kristen, um, as as uh, as is the usual instance around here, I like to to close things off with a little bit of a kind of similar to the introductory question. I call it a philosophical question, but very open ended. Um, kind of can take it whichever way you want to go with it, and this is where we'll we'll wrap things up. But um, you know, at this at this point in your life, being it you know um, into into running for for close to a decade now, um, and obviously injured right now, so it's a little bit kind of the way I'm asking it maybe isn't quite quite apropos to exactly where we are today, but you know what, you know, I guess the question is why do you still run? So uh, like I said, right now, maybe it's, it's not quite perfect, but why is running still important to you? Why is, what, what do you get from the sport? Um, that, that has you, you know, I'm, I'm assuming right now kind of chomping at the bit, hoping that this, this other foot isn't as bad as maybe the first one was, and you'll be able to get back into, into running, uh, more normally into the new year. Um, but, but why is running so important to you and, and something that you plan to keep doing, uh, going forward? Oh man, there's just, there's so many different things that I get out of running and it just really depends on, it depends on the day, the time, the place. Um, if you're chasing after a goal, there's something so rewarding when you finally hit that goal when you finally cross that finish line, whether it's a time goal, a distance goal, there's just something about putting in all the work and then crossing that finish line just it's just so rewarding so it's magical really honestly i i don't I can't explain that feeling you know how you know how it feels um there's that piece to it um but for me also running is great for it helps my anxiety it's a de-stressor for me it's my my, my me time i've got four kids and so you know i, I mean i do I do run all my workouts at four in the morning before work. So it's not, <laughs> not like it's at a fancy time, but I mean, it's my time to, it, I get that out of the way. It makes, sets my day off. Right. I, it's, I, you know, I go into work and I'm, I'm ready to go. So it's just always been something I could do to, you know, you know, my mind can do whatever it feels like for that. That's my time. I don't have anybody calling me, Hey mom, you know, it's mm-hmm. my, so I've got that aspect out of it too, but it's just also, it's, there's so many things running can be like now my, my daughter, my oldest is starting to run too. So we're actually going to do a little 5k together this weekend where she's making me wear a bunny costume. So that should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Christmas story race. So that's mm-hmm. why we're wearing the bunny costume. So, 
But um, so there's that piece to it now. That's a new a new piece to me now that I'm getting getting to share it with a, one of my kids. So um, there's just so much it has to offer, like the community. It's it's a huge very that's an open ended question, but there's mm-hmm. so much the running has to give that that's why I'm still here. Mm. I, I love it, and and uh, hopefully uh, sending nothing but the healing vibes that uh, you know you can get back into it. Uh, maybe at the at the at the depth that you want, as opposed to mixing in a few runs here and there and hoping that that things keep going well. So, uh, once again, guys, uh, peace, love, and runcoaching.com is the website. Uh, all the coaching information and, and whatnot there for Kristen is is all right there in case you're you're interested and want to want to check that stuff out. Uh, Instagram at peace.love.nolimits uh, is a great place to to connect and stay up to date. Uh, and once again, disruns.com slash 800 is the link to go back to the show notes. We'll have everything linked up there, contact information, website, and uh, all the, the Cliff's notes from today's conversation will be there as well. Disruns.com slash 800. Uh, Kristen, thank you uh, for taking the time. Of course, uh, thank you for um, stay impatient with me till we figured out a time that, that worked for us, but glad we were able to do this. Um, and certainly, like I said, wishing you, uh, nothing but, uh, the best in terms of healing, uh, getting, getting healthy. It's always the most important part. Um, and then once, once that health piece comes into, uh, into focus, uh, hope you get back to up to speed quickly. Um, and, uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. Looking forward to staying in touch and, and thank you once again for making the time tonight. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Kristen and myself. And as usual, would be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your last takeaway of 2019? Um, for for me, it was when Kristen was was talking about how you know the the injury bug that she's been bitten by has kind of forced her to have a little bit of um, perspective and that running is not all or nothing. It's not the end all be all. It's not the only thing that, that she can do to, you know, be happy to get exercise, to relieve stress to all of, all of those reasons that we run. Um, it's, I feel like it's important to remember that running isn't everything. And this is absolutely something that I need to, to be reminded of. Um, thankfully I, and, and certainly mean no offense by this, but thankfully I'm, I'm reminded of it by not being in the position that Kristen is in, by not being in a position where running has been taken away from me due to injury or some other reason that I can no longer uh, get out there and get my miles in and enjoy the time with friends or enjoy the time by myself or whatever the case might be. Um, and so, so just to hear Kristen talk about how you know, it, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. She can still enjoy it, but it's okay to, um, maybe not ideal, but okay at least, you know, to, to have other pursuits, to have other things that she likes to do, to have her, her strength training. And that's what works for her. And maybe for, maybe for you, it's something different. Maybe it's something not even necessarily related to physical exercise altogether. Some of the other things that are enjoyable to you, that it's important to, to remember that there is more beyond our running, I guess, is that is, is ultimately the takeaway here. Um, you know, it's, it's great to have your goals. It's great to have, you know, things that, that you want to achieve in the sport. Lord knows I do. And I, I think I'm speaking, uh, not, not speaking out of turn and saying that I, I believe Kristen probably still does as well, but we don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what is going to happen next week, next month, next year. And there may be a situation where running is, is not part of the equation for, you know, several weeks, several months, maybe even several years. And so it's, I think it's important to, to just keep that in mind when we're able to run, when we're able to chase our, our goals and work towards new time goals and new distance goals, whatever, whatever goals that you're working towards running's not the end all be all. It's not all or nothing. Yes. It's important. Yes. We love it. Yes. It's something that brings us joy. Hopefully if it's not bringing you joy, uh, might, might try to find something new anyway. Um, but if it, if it does get taken away for one way or one reason or another, there's other things out there. I hope that there's other things out there. And if, there, if you don't have other things that you enjoy, get some of those things in place now so that just in case you're ever in that situation where you can't run for a while, you've got some other things to keep your mind occupied uh, and keep you, keep you busy, keep your fitness, all those types of things. So that's my takeaway. And, and it's really one of those takeaways I think that applies beyond just you know running as well. There's other areas of our life where again, personal experience, it's easy to get laser focused and this is, this is everything and it's probably not, 
It's probably not. It might be a huge thing. It might be a big thing. It might be the biggest thing. But in most cases, it's not everything. It's good to have some other other passions, other things that you're pursuing because you never know when something might get taken away. Uh, and, and making sure that it's not an all or nothing situation is going to be beneficial if, uh, if something like that were to happen. So that's my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? As always, we'd love to hear your takeaways at DizRuns on Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram. Uh, of course, you can also shoot an email, DizRuns at gmail.com. And you can also uh, head over to the show notes, which is an easy one to remember today. DizRuns.com slash 800. DizRuns.com slash 800 is a link back to the show notes. We got photos, we got links, we got all the things. And, and at the bottom of the page, there's also a comment box. Uh, and you can leave your, your thoughts and feedbacks, takeaways there as well. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Thank you again for, for just all that you've... Uh, all that you've done for me, um, even if you've not done anything else but but listen to the show once, that's I, it's appreciated. It's appreciated. Um, it's been a great five and a half years. It's been a great eight hundred episodes. Some maybe better than others. You know, it's okay. You can you can think that. You can say that. Um, but overall, uh, wouldn't trade it for anything. And uh, looking forward to seeing you in twenty twenty. And uh, you know, here's to the next fifty hundred. 800. Uh, No plans on stopping anytime soon. So thanks for being along for the ride so far. And uh, I hope that I'll continue to see you uh, in 2020 and beyond. So until next time, be well. Take care. Thank you again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. See you guys.